Tatia. And I'm Rin. And he's sick today. Yeah. <laughs> so we're here in Boston at the Commonwealth Center for Holistic Herbalism. And... On the internet everywhere. <laughs> Don't forget. Before we jump in, <coughs> we just need to say, we're not doctors. We're herbalists and holistic health educators. Any ideas we discuss in this podcast uh, do not constitute medical advice. Our home state, Massachusetts, doesn't license herbalists, just like every other state in the U.S. Uh, these discussions are for educational purposes only. In discussing any discrete condition or symptom, we aim to keep our conversations general enough to outline the major or relevant factors as we see them, and also to provide guidance and insight into the points of variation among individuals and how that will affect your plan or protocol. We want to remind you, again, and every time, that good health is your own personal responsibility. The final decision in considering any course of therapy, whether it's discussed on the internet by sick people <laughs> or prescribed to you by your physician, that choice is always yours. All right. Well, all that said, um, let's jump in. I want to start this time. Yes. <laughs> so, uh... So I'm sick, so I figured I would just tell you guys what I've been doing for the past few days. Because this is day three for me. So I figured I would tell you what's been going on for the past few days. So I felt fine on uh, Tuesday night. And then I woke up Thursday morning and I had a sore throat. Okay, wait. You felt fine. I felt great. You thought you felt fine. It was great. But all day I was like, your lungs are really congested. Wow, I can really hear you breathing. I was noisy. <laughs> <coughs> so, anyway... As far as I was concerned, I woke up Wednesday and I was like, uh, like that, you know, what happened to me? What's going on? Sore throat, swollen lymph glands under the chin, uh, slime in my sinuses, the whole thing, you know. <clears throat> so I was like, no, it's fine. I'll still go to work. I'll go no. do whatever. I was like, no problem. I'll just have a nice time steam. That'll take care of this. So I did that. Uh, so time steam is one of the best things to do if you have a respiratory illness coming on. Basically, you're just going to get a pot of water, put in like, I don't know, half gallon or a gallon of water in there, and then uh, bring it up to a full boil, come and set it down somewhere where you're ready to, to do your steam. And uh, you're going to make a tent blanket for yourself, uh, or blanket, blanket tent, <laughs> towel tent, whatever. Or a towel, yeah, whatever. The whole thing. Uh, and once you're under there, that's when you throw the herbs in. So you put in like a, I don't know, half a cup of thyme right into there. And the reason you wait until that moment is because you want these nice aromatic volatile oils to be released and for you to get them. You don't want to like put it in there while the water's still coming up to a boil because they'll all evaporate and then you won't get that goodness. So, yeah. So those volatile oils are the smelly part. and. Are. And in this case, the smelly part is the part you really, really want because you're going to breathe that in deep and it's going to really have tremendous beneficial effect in the respiratory tract. <coughs> yeah, kill germs on contact. Right, yeah, it's antimicrobial. So if there's bacteria or fungal elements to the infection, it will take those out directly. If there's a viral thing going on, then uh, what you'll get here is a stimulation of the mucosal immunity. So in your, in your lungs and in your whole respiratory tract, you have mucous membranes. And, uh, you know, that's a place where your body is in contact with the outside world. And so there's a lot of activity of your immune system there in the form of, you know, white blood cells and other kind of immune responders. So when you work with a hot, stimulating uh, herb-like thyme, these volatile agents, they 
stimulate local immunity in the tissues that they come into contact with. And so when you breathe that down into your lungs, when they're all phlegmy and cruddy, um, then uh, it really helps to get your immune system ramped up and get a good strong response to what's going on in there. Uh, plus, <clears throat> you know, with steam, you're getting heat. And, you know, if you're doing your time steam right, it shouldn't be, like, painful, but it should certainly be intense. You know, you want to get your face pretty close to the water. Don't burn yourself. You know, be cautious. I may have I may have burned my face a little the first day, so I was a little overzealous. You were really right, was, right over that pot. Right yeah, so, you, you know. You were still convinced at that point that you were going to work. Yeah, and so, you know, my, my solution there was I'll just make it hotter, and then that will work for me, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah. So anyway, so that's how to do a time steam. And you stay under there for like 10 or 15 or 20 minutes. Just or to... five. Oh, yeah, or five, whatever. You know. But yeah, you got to stay under there for a while. You got to breathe it in. You want to get all those volatiles. So you do that. You'll know when you can <laughs> stop because it won't be smelly anymore. Right. And depending on how big of a pot of water you were using and how much time you put in there, yeah. that is going to be anywhere from like five to 15 minutes. Right, right. Yeah. Boy, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, oh, and the other thing is, um, hang on, it's in here somewhere. Oh, yeah, bring a handkerchief. Because <laughs> that's really important, because your nose is going to run like crazy. And you want that, because, you know, now you're clearing out some crud and getting that time, you know, right directly onto the, to the mucous membranes themselves. So it's going to be much stronger that way. Okay, one other thing. Yeah. Um... What do you do if you don't have any time? Well, you can use all kinds of other herbs. You can use uh, Monarda, if you're lucky enough to have that around. Mm -hmm. But if not, you can use Oregano. Um, you can use Sage, although Sage doesn't seem to be quite as strong for this preparation. But you could use it. Rosemary is pretty potent for this. Um, and, you know, those are all sort of from the, like, pungent, warming, aromatic mint set of herbs, right? Um, they're all very similar in their sort of tastes and flavor. Um, you might think of them as pizza spices, right? So <laughs> any of those are going to work out just fine. Um, but you can also steam with other kinds of plants. You can steam with chamomile and yarrow, and you'll get some benefit there. Not really the same kind of thing when we're trying to fight infection, but, you know, there's some anti-inflammatory benefits from that. Peppermint and lavender <clears throat> will have that same infection-fighting action. Sure. If you have some of those around. Yeah, we can use those. Uh, so anyway, so that was, that was my very first thing. It's like, get me a time steam. It will make me better immediately. And it didn't quite do that. Uh, so what I, I admitted to myself and I emailed my students and said, we're going to have to postpone class today. Um, and then I took the pot of time, uh, tea basically that I had been using for my steam. Well, I think you took it for me. Yeah. Uh, and drew a big hot bath and poured it all into there. Just to get the last bits of goodness out of that and make sure we're using up every last bit from the herbs. Uh, but pour that right into the bath. <clears throat> and then I got in there. And uh, I know that a hot bath is like a wonderful, relaxing delight for a lot of people. But when I'm sick and I get a hot bath, it's basically like, now we're going to induce a fever. <laughs> we're going to make you a little woozy and a little dizzy and you know, a little sweaty and all the parts that aren't in the water and just really heat, heat your core up real good. Rin doesn't um, like that feeling. It's, to me, that just sounds so delicious. It makes me very dizzy. So, um, but, and I think I started to say this a minute ago and didn't quite get there, but the heat from the steam is going to, is going to help with fighting off the infection. 
because especially if it's a viral issue, viruses really only replicate at a, at a particular range of temperatures and they like to live in your respiratory system because it's a lower temperature there than it is in the rest of your body. Uh, so, you know, when you do a steam or when you give yourself a big hot bath or when your body has a fever, then that's, that's fighting off the, uh, fighting off the illness, both by making it difficult for the virus to replicate and also by accelerating or, or activating your own immune responders, your, your, you know, immune system cells, uh, exciting them to greater degree of activity. So the strategy was, okay, I've had my good steam. I've gotten some direct stuff down into the lungs and in the sinuses. Now I'm going to induce a fever by having a good hot bath. Um, and uh, so then when I got out of the bath, I actually just kind of stood up and, and had a rinse off with a shower. And um, I make a habit uh, really every day now uh, when I shower to have hot water and then to end with like 30 seconds under cold water. Um, this has been found to, uh, again, to boost immune response and to help to prevent cold and flu symptoms. So... You know, in this case, uh, my prevention method failed, but um, it's still a good idea. Um, if for no other reason, then one of the big problems you get when you're sick is dehydration. If you don't drink a lot of tea or keep fluids down. Um, so when you've been in a hot shower, all your pores are open and you're kind of oozing your moisture out into the environment. So it's a good idea then to uh, have a, a rinse off with some cold water at the end of your shower to close down the periphery, keep that moisture inside. So, uh, yeah, so then uh, I took a shot of fire cider and uh, went to bed. You stayed there all day, pretty much. <clears throat> yeah, I stayed there all day. I drank some tea that day, some garlic and thyme tea, um, which uh, if you haven't made garlic tea, then I totally recommend it. It's really powerful, very effective. It's a great way to get that into you. Uh, after a while, I was starting to feel a little, a little uh, like hot in the belly from all of the garlic and all of the time and not much else all day. Um, so I did kind of not really drink enough tea on that first day to stay really well hydrated. Uh, but I did sleep a ton. Uh, slept that night, um, wore some pajamas to bed so I could make sure to get my body temperature up and fever again uh, in the nighttime. So that worked out pretty well. Uh, so then on day two yesterday, uh, again, woke up and had a, had a nice time steam right away. I uh, did the whole bath routine again um, afterwards um, for all the same reasons. And uh, yesterday, uh, with my ladybird's help, I drank a lot of tea. Um, so we made a tea that was, uh, uh, part of it was mullen, mullen leaf uh, for lung support to help to direct some fluid to the lungs, to the mucosa there, to loosen up some phlegm and some crud and make sure everything keeps moving and doesn't get too stuck and heavy. Uh, and then the tea also has some angelica, elecampane, uh, some ginger, and some osha root. Um, the osha was a, a gift from a friend of ours who harvested that sustainably out there in the mountains. Yeah, we have um, like not even probably a whole cup of osha root. And so when somebody's really sick, we'll put like three slices <laughs> in there or something. And I think that's a pretty good way to work with osha. Yeah, yeah, because that one's at risk, you know. Um, but you know, that and, uh, elecampane and angelica and ginger, all four of these herbs are pungent, and warming and stimulating. Um, they're going to increase activity and, and movement in the lungs and also the GI tract. So that's nice. Um, plus the angelica and elecampane, uh, they have that bitterness to them, uh, which is also, 
you know, been identified as something that does improve immune response is to have some bitter flavors in your life. And so, you know, we're pretty good about getting our bitters, but just having this as a direct medicine there, that's nice. <clears throat> uh, so this tea started to help to motivate some crud up out of my lungs a little bit yesterday, more today. Um, let's look into that. A couple other things I took yesterday. Um, we have a tincture blend of ground ivy, catnip, and cleavers. So ground ivy is really good as a, uh, uh, as a, a fluid draining herb for the ear, nose, and throat and for the head. So, you know, throughout this time I've had like earache and sinus pain and stuff from some, uh, some stuck fluids, some stagnant fluids that's in there. Um, and so ground ivy has been helpful to kind of drain that out, um, and relieve the pressure and the pain that comes with that. Um, the cleavers is another nice lymphatic agent. So that's helping to keep those fluids moving as well. Uh, so that's uh, very helpful for this. And then uh, the catnip might seem a little misplaced, but um, it's actually really uh, a good one for me in this moment because, you know, when I get sick, I tend to get an upset belly. Um, and so catnip um, is really nice for when you're feeling a little nauseous or a little bit like maybe you're going to vomit sometime soon. <laughs> so uh, anyway, yeah, that's, uh, that's a good friend. Um, so that, that I took a couple of shots of that throughout the course of the day, uh, that tincture blend. And uh, another couple of shots of our uh, winter syrup. <clears throat> um, so that's basically an elderberry elixir. Um, so we'll make a decoction of elderberries and uh, cook that down a bit and then um, strain off that liquid and combine that with tinctures. Um, and, and then I also do an infusion of elderberry into the honey that's going to get mixed in there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's decoction plus tinctures plus infused honey. Um, and the tincture blend is one that we make every year. Um, there's a spot by the river here in town that we gather from that's uh, got some nice clean land and some good quality herbs there. So it's a mix every year, but I think we usually have St. John's wort, some wild catnip, uh, some betony, no, uh, blue vervain, I mean. Um, a, lot of, a lot of blue strife and a lot of goldenrod. <clears throat> right, yeah. Um, and some elderberry into there as well. And mullen, usually. Right, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, you're sort of all the good things for all of the respiratory crud <laughs> uh, approach with that one. Uh, and then in the evening, I was feeling a little better and a little more, like, ready to get some real food. So I made a soup um, with some bone broth we had around and some turkey from Thanksgiving. Um, and then some turmeric, uh, like a couple of thumbs of turmeric I chopped up and put into there. Uh, an entire red onion and a potato and uh cooked all that up real good and spiced it uh, pretty heavily and shiitake too did you that's right yeah some shiitake mushrooms yep those are also good restoratives for the immune system <clears throat> so uh had that uh for dinner last night and went to bed early um got pretty hot through the nighttime and uh you know again that's just the immune system waking up and getting active during the sleep so that's good Slept a little better yesterday. I had one sinus clear, so that was great. <laughs> it's, it's amazing how grateful you get when you have that back after not You can while. breathe through one nostril. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so then today, today is the phlegm slug extravaganza day. Uh, today was, uh, and even it was starting last night, um, the coughing was starting to really rattle things loose, and uh, I've been jumping up and running to the sink and spitting up slugs every uh, every half hour or so today. Like that scene in Harry Potter. 
Yeah, but definitely this tea we've got going on is helping us hunt with that. You know, Elecampane and Osha in particular are really good at digging the phlegm out of your lungs. They're like, when you need a shovel to get all that crap out of there, <laughs> these are the herbs you want. So I can really feel them uh, being operative for me today. So yeah, that's my plan. A lot more tea and soup today. Um, maybe uh, stretch for a while to get my stagnant lymph moving around throughout the whole body. And, uh, you know, get to bed early again another couple of days and I think we'll be there and not overworking right so you didn't teach that day Wednesday and um, Thursday you didn't have to teach mm -hmm. um, but you know we're in the middle of writing a book right now you may have heard and so you've just been keeping a really light light pace there just writing a couple hours during the part of the day where you feel the best and then putting it aside and that's like I have to say, you've been doing a really good job of that because both of us have the type of personality where we're really inclined to just work anyway, just push through it. And the quality of the work isn't fantastic when you're sick. Yeah. So if there's a couple hours where you really do feel great, go ahead, work during that time. But then you got to put it away when, when you start to come down out of that kind of peak time in the afternoon because you just got to go back to bed. That's for sure. Yeah. Woohoo. So, uh, that's what's going on for me this week. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not sick, and I'm pretty excited about that. <coughs> but um, I have been drinking um, this beautiful cocktail um, where I, I basically took a, a glass, and um, I don't know, I guess it's like a 10 or 16 ounce glass, maybe. And. Um, I filled it with certainly six ounces of the winter syrup and um, then the rest with um, fizzy water <laughs> so that it's really, I mean, in concept, it's kind of like a cocktail, but it's, it's this syrup, it's this like, you know, immune boosting syrup and it kind of tastes a little weird, but that's okay. Cause I'm just sipping it slowly all day long. I don't want to like, drink the whole thing in one sitting because six ounces of tincture is a lot <laughs> but like um really slowly all day long just a little sip at a time that still is a lot maybe it's maybe it was more like four ounces i'm looking at this glass and i'm trying to estimate the amount like it's like 12 ounces total the glass is 12 yeah. ounces total okay so then like the amount of tincture i put in there was probably three ounces because i put like a quarter of the glass okay yeah, so that's that's a little more. It still is a lot of tincture, but I really can't get sick right now. So I am going to bed. Last night I went to bed at 8.45. Um, and I'm, I'm making sure that I get sleep. And I'm slowly, slowly sipping on this winter syrup all day. And, uh, yeah, that's that's hopefully going to keep me from, from getting it. So while this time of year, everybody gets sick, it's just a thing that happens. And um, you guys, he just wrapped up in a blanket and it's really cute. Um, I wish you could see it. Yes, I'm very cute. <laughs> <coughs> Good. Um, right. So this time of year is, is time to get sick. And it's also time for introspection. And our culture doesn't really make a lot of time for that um, because instead it's time to run around and go into all the stores with all the holiday songs and the shopping and the wrapping and the,
decorating and I don't know, all those things. Um, but really, this time of year is a very introspective time. Um, and it, regardless of if you like to have a lot of like festive preparations or if you like to keep quiet during this time of year, it's really important to make a little bit of quiet time to do some of that introspective work. And I feel pretty excited because last week, um, these herbal oracle and study cards that I've been wanting to make for like three years finally came back from the printer as a real thing that is like something that has been on my mind for three years that now is like in my hand, like actually in my hand. And I'm so excited and delighted about that. Um, plus it's like, whoa, it's the future. I can think something and then it's real, you know, which is pretty cool. But um, so this is, um, this deck is something that I've been wanting just as a, as a sort of tangible tool to remind me to spend time in introspection and remind me also about the, just this deep connectivity of all things. And um, once I heard, I was, I was listening to Karen Sanders speak at a conference and she was talking about Solomon's seal. She was supposed to be talking about 10 of her favorite herbs and she had two hours to do that. And she just talked about Solomon's seal for two hours. And it was one of the best conference workshops I've ever been to. It was fantastic. Um, and at one point she was talking about how really there's no particular need to ingest the plant and that, um, she herself and she has known other Native American practitioners who who just simply told people, listen, see that big patch of Solomon seal over there? Just go sleep there tonight and do the work you need to do. Or just go meditate there for the whole day and do the work that you need to do. And what she was saying was that everything is connected. And that Maybe that doesn't sound very sciencey, and for some people, this kind of an idea, especially here in a place like Boston, is not a very comfortable thing to think about because we don't have a microscope that explains it. For other people, this is a very comfortable idea. So, so yay! But, but I think that even for those of us who um, who do really uh, enjoy looking at things scientifically, this is something that we should be thinking about and recognizing that just because we don't have a microscope that can see it yet, and just because our current fashion in science doesn't really like this sort of idea, doesn't mean that it's not a science idea. Um, I also... I love to hate on Francis Bacon and that whole crowd, you know, the sort of fathers of modern science and whatever. And they were very um, extraction oriented and very exploitation oriented. And it's very upsetting. Um, and, and, and so a lot of science has really gone in that direction. But if our philosophy, if our guiding philosophy is this planet is alive and all things are connected and there are connections that we have not yet discovered. If we started from that as a baseline assumption, the types of science that we would be doing would be different and the things that we would be discovering would be different. And some people are out there doing this type of work, but it's not being as emphasized. So, 
So I just want to put out there that um, that just this this idea that all things are connected, and that just like calling your friend when you want something, like you just like interviewed for a new job and it's your dream job and you really want it, and you call your friend who lives like ten states away and you say. You tell them how wonderful this job is and how perfect it is for you and how much you really, 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 really want it. And then you say, wish me luck or cross your fingers for me or whatever. Like, why on earth would you do that? That person can't do anything to help you with this job. So what does it matter if they think good thoughts for you or not? And yet we all do that. Like, everybody's inclined to, to, it's just human nature. We just, we do that. So, so, okay. Yeah. We haven't invented the microscope that explains why we are so inclined to do it and why we think that, that there's any benefit in doing that. And yet we all think it or feel it and, and we do it. And so I, I just want to propose that there's probably something to that. And I think that that line of thinking also really helps us understand why herbs can be effective on an emotional level, even though we can't yet see emotions with a microscope. So it can become, um, it's becoming more and more easy to find scientifically plausible explanations for why certain herbs work in certain ways physiologically in the body right? Um, so we can look at Solomon's seal and we can talk about how it like modulates and stimulates synovial fluid and, and helps with lubrication in the joints and all these other things and why that physiologically would improve symptoms of arthritis or um, uh, joint health after an injury or any of that kind of thing. And yet emotionally, Solomon Seal does the same thing. It softens rigidity. It improves emotional flexibility. It helps us adapt to things in our lives as they are changing around us. And I don't think that that, that is coincidental. I think that it is actually super logical that these things are connected. And the ways that the plants are working physiologically are the ways that they're also working emotionally. So I have some more examples of that for you. Um, one of my really favorites is elderflower. And when I say elderflower, um, the first thing that might come to mind for you is, oh, it's a diaphoretic. It's great when you need to sweat out a fever. True. And also, when you have some hot emotions that you're having a lot of trouble letting go of, and you need to sweat those out. Um, An elderflower is like indispensable for me, um, especially because I, I really hang on to stuff and I get very like, if only I hold on tighter that I can make it go the way I want it, you know, or whatever. Hmm. <laughs> Someday I'll grow out of that. But, but elderflower really helps me let go of that stuff. Um, chamomile is another one of those. And interestingly, even though we have a long tradition of acceptance of chamomile as a nervous system herb, we don't necessarily talk much about why we have that acceptance. We just do. Um, but here's the thing. Physiologically, chamomile is tremendously antispasmodic. And 
I think it's the same thing. It's releasing that tension emotionally as well. And, and, and has that effect very strongly for me. So if you are a super type A person, try chamomile. Um, you know, Rin was talking about Ella campaign and Ella campaign, just helping you to shovel out the crud (coughs) in your lungs and emotionally, again, really similar as you are shoveling out some emotional crud that you don't need anymore and making room in your life for the changes that you want to make in who you are and sort of stepping into the new identities that you're building for yourself that are maybe healthier or more whole or more healed than you have been in the past. LA campaign is really, really excellent um, to help with that. So there's all these examples of ways that, you know, if you go through every herb, ways that they line up physiologically and also emotionally. And so in making this deck, on one side, there are photographs of each herb, um, almost all of which Rin and I took and um, over the last year, although four of them we took on our honeymoon in Iceland, and that was in 2014. But anyway, and then on the back is um, just a little paragraph of some explanation of the physiological, like medicinal actions of the plant. And then also some um, sort of translation into how that can affect us emotionally or spiritually. Um, Or what kind of things it can give us time or reason to think about and consider in in the way of a meditation or a... uh, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So... um, So I've been really enjoying um, just sort of every morning looking at one of these and thinking about, you know, just drawing one at random out of the deck and thinking about, oh, how can I bring that aspect into this day? Even if I'm not necessarily, you know, you know, I've, I've pulled up Uva Ursi and um, I'm not drinking Uva Ursi tea today and I'm not taking Uva Ursi tincture today. Although if you want to do that while you're doing your plant meditation, that's awesome. But I'm not because I'm doing all these other things today instead. Um, but, but interestingly, um, you know, Uva Ursi is, um, a plant that lots of people know for UTIs, um, and for other sort of genital urinal urinary system, um, complaints, which actually, especially things like interstitial interstitial cystitis, um, women often for years before they get a diagnosis, they get told, that's all in your head. You're making it up. You're just hysterical, you know, whatever. And so I I always feel like here's Uva Ursi, this ally for these physiological things that women are often told aren't real. And, and also like emotionally, when you get bound up with, God, this is just all in your head. You're just imagining this situation. Like maybe, but maybe not. And, and Uva Ursi can be a real ally for that kind of a situation. So, you know, whatever, like all the, all the different plants can be, and, and they can be that even if you're not consuming them or even if you're not in the physical presence of them just the same way that your friend you know 10 states away from you can be thinking good thoughts for you about getting that dream job and we don't understand it and yet there's that connection there 
So, um, yeah, I just want to be in this, in this introspect introspective time, I just want to be thinking more and more about these connections and how, how they tie us all together and what does that mean for how we live on this planet and what actions we take every day to improve the way that we're living on this planet and in our own lives like how can we just live lives that are healthier and, and more emotionally stable but also how can we live in a healthier way in a more stable and sustainable way on this planet so that's what i've been thinking about yeah yeah wow great well uh, i think that's all we've got for you this week but uh we'll be back again next time he won't be sick anymore no and the book will be wow the book will be like halfway done by then yeah <laughs> that's just gonna happen that's magically gonna happen yeah hey i will put the link for the herbal oracle and study cards into the description for the podcast so if you want to take a look at them you can all right folks catch you next time bye-bye